Do you know something, guys? It may. Oh, sorry. Oh, we sorry. are live. <laughs> sorry. Please, yeah. Oh, go on. Go on. Do Go on. I was going to say, I, I, I've seen a bit of chatter this week about uh, agency fees and. I don't know if it's New Year's special offers, but some silly, ridiculously low fees being charged. And I, yeah, I just, I can't see the sense in it because you're going to end up with a really poor result. But anyway, that was just, just something that occurred to me, maybe not for today, but it could be something we yeah, focus on. And we can definitely talk in depth about that. I yeah. always, one, all I'd say is you genuinely pay for what you get, don't you? So probably the yeah. easiest way to put it. I went out to one last night where the estate agent knew that they were up against us and before even delivering a price or before I'd even been out, completely slashed his fee. And it just shows you what they're doing and how poor their level of service or how bad they will be at negotiating. But that is definitely a hot topic for another day, Mr. Don. I've seen lots of LinkedIn chats going on recently about fees. And it is, I think it's that new year push, isn't it, from the corporate world to try and just get anything on at any cost. Yeah. January is that for apparently the first quarter will make your year which no we'll just we just step we'll just stay in our lane stay what in we're good at, which is helping people move and giving them the right advice and keep doing that can't go wrong if we're honest absolutely you made a, made a great video on linkedin i don't know if you saw it about fees and you know the average agency will say right we need to make more money so we need more houses and so to do that we'll slash our fee to get more houses whereas actually if you just increase the service and then the fee you can get more money without having to sell more houses and you know what actually on this i know we're going off a bit of a tangent here but i i actually read a read something really interested earlier on that um they did some surveys on it last year that across the average across the uk estate agents only sell 50 percent of their stock even though they're on a commission basis so that's 50 you got a 50 50 chance in a nutshell of picking a good estate agent or a bad one in your house not selling the first time round. That's really, I think, bloody terrible. So, yeah, try and get it right first time, isn't it? That You don't want to be part of the 50% that's not selling. No, absolutely. Get, get it right. One, one chance at making a first impression on the market, and if you choose the wrong agent and you choose the wrong price, boom, you're done. Yeah. 100%, 100%. What are you giggling about, Dom? Dom sorry, Dom, I, was, I, was asking, I was asking my glamorous assistant to bring me my laptop charger, and she's winding me up by pretending to put it in my hand and then lassoing <laughs> it around. <laughs> anyway, we, kind of, we kind of skipped a bit of an introduction. So hello, world. Thank you, everyone, for logging on. Um, back here again on a Tuesday evening with myself, Matt, Dan and Neil from Dan and Neil Estate Agents, and the money man, Mr. Dom, as well. Just checking in here on a Tuesday to answer all of your property or mortgage related questions. So if you're watching on any platform, fire your questions in the comments. If you're watching this on a repeat, still fire your questions. We can answer it next week. So boys, how's it going? How's your week been? Good. Been a good week. We're getting back into the swing of it. January is almost over now. First month of the year done. And yeah. I think, like we said last week, it's been busier. It's certainly been busier than I thought it would be at the start of the year. Um, I don't know, if Dom, if you want to give us a little mortgage update, what's been going on in the mortgage world for the last seven days since we spoke? It, much of the same, guys, really. You know, yep. Rates are still 
uh, under pressure, if you like. So the MPC sits next Thursday. So the, the money is that uh, they'll be increasing again a bit. I'm not sure by how much. I think that's probably reaching its limit, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, rates across Resi and Bartolet continue to be under pressure. So it's good news. I was going to ask you, Dom, because uh, I've had a few valuations recently where clients have said to me that, that you know the base rate may go up again. I think that's what you just mentioned, wasn't it? Mm. Um, do you think that if it does go up again by 0.5, what will that bring it to? 4%? We're at 3.5 at the minute? It's 4, yeah. yeah. Do you think fixed rates will then start to increase significantly? So obviously the tracker rate then will start will be higher, won't it? So I know people have opted on trackers recently and they need to start fixing in maybe. I don't know if any of this makes a... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, don't forget that the base rate's interesting, but it's not. It's not what's. It's not how lenders set their fixed rates. The, the fixed rates are judged by the swap rate. You know, the fixed swap rate market. So it's still likely that we'll see fixed deals coming in below base. Not by a lot, but it's still highly likely. I wouldn't worry too much, to be honest. Yeah, good. So I've I've been reading that the base rate is expected to peak at some point this year at four and a half percent. I think that's the expectation. I think it depends what you read, Matt. I saw one that said four point two five, and then um, I saw another projection for like the the futures market suggesting that by the end of this year it'll be dropping. It'll be back under four. Yeah, taking that what you will, you know what I mean. You know, it's hard forecasting in financial terms is always difficult. So they may they may get it spectacularly wrong, but um, if the economy gets in trouble, it's the only it's the only lever the bank can pull is to bring rates back. So um, yeah, I, I think I think the outlook is positive to be quite frank. And some of the the bank only has to make margin, you know what I mean. So if they need to to shift loans out the door, they'll just affect their margin. Yeah. I think we should feel good about it, chaps. To be honest, well, it's, it's I, as I said, I you know I've been pleasantly surprised by the amount of activity in January, and it's only looking back now at the mini budget. I can't wait to stop talking about the mini budget. <laughs> it's been like three months of it now, four months of it. But um, if looking back is realizing how um, how much of an upset that was, and I think we, you know, that was the worst of it. Yeah, I imagine. But like, like you say, forecasting is impossible. It's unpredictable. You just move within it. And we, we always say the same. There's no good or bad time to be moving. You move when you need to move. So crack on. It always it makes me laugh. When people are like, oh, it's now a good time to sell. It's like, well, for everyone who sells, there's someone who's buying. So it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get asked that question quite a bit. I have this similar answer each time. It's just if, if it's a good time for you, if you are ready, if it's your time, you just crack on. It is is what it is. You could forever wait for the market to be different, couldn't you? So you just got to do it. If you need a need a bit more space, you need an extra bedroom, downsizing, whatever the reason is, you're going to do it, aren't you? Um, I've had I've had quite a sustained increase in inquiries. Not, and this is for people who are looking to buy. It's not. I mean, remortgages they're always there in the background. But I, I've been surprised by how many people are seeking to buy. And that's both homes to live in and homes to rent. Mm. I, I don't think that's going to change, to be honest. I think the market will present more opportunities this year as as houses come on. Matt, I think you're going to go on and talk about um, some of the Zoopla stats, or, or at least we can kick that around in terms of 
volume and value and stuff like that. But there's definitely going to be opportunities, 100%. There's no way that, that people won't be buying houses for one reason or another. I'd, I'd comfortably say that, I'm, I'm sure Dan will say the same and Matt will say the same, we could do with some more stock. We could do with more properties, as always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there's, there's buyers out there to be had, and all of our properties that we're dealing with are still having multiple offers, multiple people losing out. So, yeah, there's definitely buyers out there to be had. So. Well, interestingly, Neil, I actually looked um, for our January. We've had over 30 offers from different individuals. There's 30 good buyers that have made offers with just ourselves um, that could have achieved homes, but unfortunately somebody else pipped them to it. So there's people out there that want to buy. You are right. It's the same people going back to look at other similar properties. I did a comparable for somebody um, in Spencer's Wood, did about two miles for two bedroom houses for sale. I think there was two. Mm. So... Yeah. I, I, I'm going to see one next week in Arborfield. We were talking about it, Neil. Um, and actually, there was that she said to me, "Oh, is it a good time to sell? And what's the market like?" And looking at it, well, there, there's hardly any choice on there for people to go and buy. So actually, it's probably not a bad time to be on the market with less competition. Yeah, I had the same in Whitley today. Went out to a property, and there was just nothing available in a in a half a mile radius. There was just yeah. there was just no other competition. So. Yeah. And, and lots of the stuff I'm seeing, I'm seeing lots of price reductions, stuff that's just gone on for far too much money in the first place. Mm -hmm. Anything that's well-priced is just not sticking around. Yeah. And I think, I know we were going to come up to the Zoopla, but I know we were going to also chat about the importance of correct pricing and adjusting sooner rather than later if you need to, because let's face it, it happens through the market. If the market changes while you're on, if the, if the market itself changes while you're on the market, you just got to look at it and act act accordingly. But our motive, as always, is to get the best price or the right price for the property, but also get the best buyer and get options for our seller, get multiple offers. And then, I know we were talking before jumping on the live about the one that I've been dealing with in South Reading, where two other agents, unfortunately, had gone out before me. And interestingly enough, they had actually said and suggested a much higher marketing price than what we went on at. So again, she trusted in what we were doing and it was just before Christmas. Things obviously took a little bit of a turn towards the back end of back end of the year. And it was a little bit quiet, if I'm being honest, coming into to January. Um, this seller in particular didn't want the property hanging around too long. But to put it into context for people out there, I suggested 350. Two other agents suggested 375, which she knew they were just pulling her leg. It's ridiculous. 375. I said no realistically it's around this sort of figure she trusted my advice came on at 350 was a little bit slow with the market it's an investment property so she just wanted the cash out and wanted to move on and she said neil i'd take 330 335 for it so she said can we bring it down to 335 and i said my suggestion would be to bring it to 330 bait the hook draw attraction in and sell it for a little bit more so you're still pushing that price we ended up with five offers within a few days, and that's just sold closer, very close to the 350, the original price. So it's gone like that and then back up. So such a perfect example of how to pitch it correctly. Absolutely. It can feel, you know, sometimes I understand people feel like pricing it higher, you're building in some safety, but it's just not the case. No, and I think don't get, don't get suckered into that because you just it kills your chances of selling. It kills your chances, I promise you. Absolutely. I think it's just it's, it's just trusting your estate agent that they're giving you the right advice and the proof's in the pudding. And I, I went out to someone last night and uh, interestingly, 
the other estate agent had said a bit more than me, but she knew that they would do that. She knew that their tactic was to price high to win the business or whatever else. And that will be coming on the market with me at the right price. And it will probably sell for a little bit more. But it's just interesting that that's, that's still the tact. But like we said, you've got one chance of making the right impression. But that, that story there just is a prime example of trusting the estate agent's advice. Yes, it can look quite scary if you go, right, I'm slashing my price from 350 to 330. We've actually got you, we've got you the price that we told you we'd get you before. And we've created that drama and we've it's ended up with a cash buyer at a great offer that wants to move quickly. So she's got the pick of the bunch of buyers and it's worked out perfectly for her. So yeah. Love lovely story. Love a story like that. Yeah. <laughs> And I was I was surprised when you said about the offer you got earlier, but that's a testament to, you know, obviously the process that you're following. Yeah, absolutely. And it, as I said, it just creates that desirability because it's it's a marketing price. The, the cliche say, saying a property is only worth what someone's willing to pay, but if you don't have those people through the door to work with, you don't know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. great, 100%. great, great story. Very story time, Neil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull back up this Supla report. I just, um, I just thought these top line stats were worth a look. Um, again, despite all of the headlines we've had for the last four months, you know, we're still looking at six and a half percent growth year on year. I think we can all agree that's a healthy property market in any given year to have six and a half percent growth. Mm. Um, and demand is still ten percent above 2019 levels, which. They're referring to as a normal market. I think that's a really good stat to look at because the last two years or so during COVID obviously has been a bit squished <clears throat> and a bit, um, everything bottlenecked, doesn't it, a little bit in terms of what, what's been coming through. But if you look at a normal year, 2019, and still so far we're now 10% over that, that's a really good good stat to look at. It shows you it's not as bad as everyone first thinks. It's just that we've been through a crazy period where it's just been very intense. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know we, we said about it before about properties are still selling for a similar price. They're just, they're not as crazy and yeah, bang on intense. Then it's just not as, just not as hectic, which is good. Isn't it also normal that um, you would see a, a larger percentage of buyers in the one, two bed flat market at this time of year? So we should say that 27% of buyers are looking for one or two bed flats in January 23. Yeah. Um, do you know what? The only thing I could put to that, I don't know if there's any truth to it, is can you say maybe first-time buyers at the start of the year get themselves ready to then start looking at yeah, you know, sort of the one and two bed properties to get themselves going? It might just be a trend. Yeah. Maybe. Um, saved up for a couple of years and ready to go. Um, I, I don't know whether it's been skewed by... Uh, you can't walk anywhere in Reading without seeing flats go up. Have you noticed that? I'll drive yeah, through Reading. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I wonder if it's because there's unbelievable apartments available for sale, where there's brand new ones up for sale or investors, yeah. you know, offloading some of those apartments now. Um, it's amazing. I couldn't believe quite that. I mean, I don't go into Reading very often, certainly not in the daytime. And it was, well, it's just, they're everywhere. My yeah, goal they're... to have a new build site of flats in Reading Town Centre, that's the... Well, you are called the Reading agent. So I was going to say, yeah, you've you, you, you minted if you got one of those blocks. Some, some of them are amazing, aren't they? Because there's, um, I know some of them are like service living, aren't they, with, with gyms and like concierge yeah. service. 
everything for high high end professionals living in town, sort of thing, traveling to London and that. Yeah, it's really cool what some of them are doing now. The amenities, the kind of you know, the kind of stuff you'd expect to see in London with sort of concierge yeah. and doorman. I don't know if they have doorman. They definitely have kind of reception areas and stuff. They do. Really cool. I think one of them um, they have like cold and warm boxes so you can get food made during the day if you put in those boxes when you get home from work you just grab your food out and go upstairs there's a lot of money to live there but i'm moving i'm moving elizabeth line <laughs> like london on uh reading's like london on thames isn't it you know what i mean it's getting there i went over to green park the other day actually just to um it's not quite open yet is it green park station but no. so it looks like it's almost finished when i drove drove past it and i yeah. think this if you take all of these things together, the, the Reading area property market is likely to continue to be in relative rude health compared to other areas that are not, yeah, don't quite have so much going for them. And I don't, you know, I don't. I'm not saying the Elizabeth Line's transformational because Reading was already a commuter town, but the amount of employers around this area, you know, is pushing out into, you know. Bracknell, there's just a lot going on around here, and so that that yeah. pressure is going to translate into demand for investment properties and demand for resi. Absolutely. You know, I mentioned earlier on about the fifty percent of um, properties are sold by the agents. That's UK average. I actually looked into it earlier on, um, and RG postcodes as a whole, seventy nine percent of property sales. So that shows you that it's just a naturally a stronger market than some other postcodes yeah. because of the demographic and area and so on. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's quite interesting to see that. So, uh, yeah, we're really fortunate, haven't we? Aren't yeah. Well, we're at 89% ourselves now. So there you go, mate. About Reading, you guys probably find this with a lot of the houses you sell, the larger sort of freehold properties. My experience of those kind of properties, a lot of the buyers are people with stable tech jobs in Reading, in yeah. the surrounding businesses. You know, I just think they're strong employers in our area and those jobs aren't going anywhere. So, yeah. again, it's just all, all about Reading. I'd, I'd yeah. say our, dem our demographic tends to be the people that work from home quite a lot, need the M4 access, working in and out of London or, yeah. or tech jobs around Reading Town itself. It's... It's always been like that. I've worked this area for nearly 14 years and it's always been like that, which is great because Fridays tend to be great for valuations because Mr's working from home or whatever else. It's, it's always the way. It's always the way. Works out well. Yeah, cool, chaps. Well, I know we were going to keep these to about 15, 20 minutes and we've yeah. managed to go on for 18 minutes here. So um, I've been a bit rubbish on keeping an eye on the comments, but I'm not sure if there are any questions. But again, if anyone's watching this on a repeat, please fire us your questions and we'll be back next Tuesday. To... I'm going to turn the heating on as well. I'm not allowed to turn the heating on. Since I've had this on all day. Cost <laughs> <laughs> of living crisis. So, yeah. There you go. There's our next topic. <laughs> also, gas prices are now lower than they were before the start of the Ukraine war, guys. That's going to ripple through soon. There you go. All right. Do you think Dom's in the know of this stuff? So, yeah, it's gone off a cliff. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I have started to see uh, fuel prices being dropping. I didn't really realise the other day, but they're a lot less than where they were. I just didn't really notice, but they're. That's because you've been up at Costco now. Well, I do get in that. If, if, ever, if people watching around the Reading area, obviously, you've got Costco up by Medeski Stadium. 
they put the new petrol station in there last year. They haven't thought about how people are queuing up. Like every day, there is probably a hundred cars queuing up onto the IDR. Yeah, you know, these. Honestly, best thing ever. I think it was one pound fifty for diesel. That's ridiculous. It's so much better. I fill my tank there, and you get you. Know, you you don't fill your tank. You've never put more than a tenner in your car. <laughs> I have to now. Inflation is thirteen pound eighty. I put in every time now. <laughs> really annoys me. A five or a time. I am. Um, <laughs> Before we go, guys, so I'm not around next week. I've got to be in London, so uh, you won't have the pleasure of my company, I'm afraid. Oh. But I'll, be, I'll be back the following week. Sure, we won't will. have Neil either. No, we won't. Me and Tom so, are going on holiday, aren't we, Dom? Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be me and Matt. It'll be you and Matt, yeah. And and apparently we now have two spaces for special guests, so if you want to Ooh, feature next yeah. week. So, there you go. Did you know what? I'd put a question out before we go, if anyone sees this. If there's anyone out there that wants to be a special guest, even if you want to come on here and just ask us questions for the general public, that'd be pretty cool. We can have anyone on here asking us questions about the property market. We'll, yeah. we'll answer them. So you could hop on and say hello live. Absolutely. Ghost stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> working. <laughs> too bright otherwise you can't see me my lights are just too good <laughs> right well i guess it's just me and you next week then dan plus special guests if we're able whoever able to able. i think you've got a good option that we discussed offline that so if that does happen watch this space tune in next week that'll be epic cool right, right gents. Love, gents always a pleasure guys See you later. Bye-bye.